A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verses 54 to 58. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep, and Saul approved of their killing him. This is the word of the Lord. So this morning we continue with our series looking at the book, The Acts of the Apostles, which was the early life of the church. And in this particular passage, the first passage that you heard read there, Stephen becomes the first Christian, recorded anyway, to be killed for his faith in Jesus Christ. And you know, Stephen was a wonderful man. Um, If you read earlier on in the Acts of the Apostles, we learn that he was a a man full of the Holy Spirit, that he was really compassionate. Stephen, in fact, ran the first century equivalent of ready food out of Jerusalem. Um, He he organized people to distribute food to the widows and the poor in order that no one went without. He was a wonderful man. And here he is, stoned to death. In this passage we've just read. What a waste of a life. Some of us here are grieving the death of Shirley Cameron, whose funeral it was this week just gone by. A beautiful woman, I mean in the deepest sense. A beautiful character, a beautiful personality, a beautiful faith. And yet, um, I'm not sure what age she was, maybe late 30s. She lost the battle with cancer. And we, we ask ourselves, why? What a waste. We think, maybe, what a waste of a life. I, had a, I was at, friend, at school with a friend called Tom. Tom Holm. And um, two years ago, almost to the day, of, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, Tom lost a lifelong battle with depression and took his own life. And he was a lovely man, a gentle man. He broke the mould. He loved poetry. What a waste of a life. And the question we ask ourselves when these things happen in our lives is, is, is why? And, and as Christian believers, that question goes a, a lot deeper and we, and we start to question, does, does God know what he's doing? Is there really a loving God out there? Why didn't God stop that happening? Why didn't he heal Shirley? Why didn't he cheer up Tom? Whatever it was. Why didn't he protect Stephen from the stoning? There are no easy answers. This week we had the first night of the new Alpha course and, and the people on the course asked some great questions to which there are no easy answers. But the scriptures do show us 
that Christianity does have an understanding of suffering and God's part in it and our response to it. And that is this, that in suffering, God is with us. That's the first thing. That whatever's going on, God is with us. And so we can trust him. The second thing is that God has an amazing way. Usually we don't see this until we're looking back years later. But he has an amazing way of actually bringing good out of even the worst situations. And the third thing is that the human response to tragedy and suffering can often actually lead us to and shine a light on the depth of God's love for us. And all those things, I think, are found in this passage about Stephen. So let's, let's look at this passage in the Acts of the Apostles. It's on page 1100 in your, in your Bibles. Um, and it's the first reading in the service sheet. And just a little bit of background. This event took place between two and three years after... Jesus was crucified and died and rose from the dead and returned to his Father in heaven. This is just two to three years on. The fledgling church is about two years old. There are probably a few thousand Christians in Jerusalem. And the church is mainly centered in Jerusalem. But there's still a a, a tiny minority compared to the, the, the main population. And we read here at the beginning of of this passage, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. That's Stephen. So so what's happened? Why are they furious? What's what's the this? When they heard this, they were furious. Well, what's just happened is that Stephen's been arrested. He's been dragged before the religious court, which was called the Sanhedrin. They've got in some witnesses who are prepared to lie with trumped up charges and they're saying that he's blaspheming against the holy temple and the holy Jewish laws. And Stephen has been explaining to them that their scriptures, the scriptures of the Jewish religion, tell of, prophesy about a coming Messiah, the salvation, the the, the saviour of the world and that Jesus is the man, he's the one. And yet they had been responsible effectively for crucifying him. It was the Sanhedrin who two years earlier had recommended to Pilate that they put Jesus to death. And so they're not very happy with Stephen pointing this out. But verse 55, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. What what does that mean, full of the Holy Spirit? Well, it means that Stephen's deep faith meant he was... His faith was on fire. He was, he was full of the power of God in him because he believed so strongly in Jesus. He, full of the Holy Spirit. He looked up to heaven. And at that moment, God gave him a vision. And, and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And I'm sure the others couldn't see it, but he still shouted, Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Well, that was too much for them. The fact that Stephen was claiming that he could see God in their presence. And they just didn't want to hear any more. And they put their hands at this. They covered their ears. Yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him. And they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. That means to throw rocks at him until he died. That's what it meant to stone someone. Verse 
They wanted to silence him. The religious authorities didn't want Stephen to speak another word. Because in reality they knew he had power, the power of God in him. And they didn't. And they were jealous. They were extremely jealous. And they wanted to shut him up. But Stephen isn't shut up completely. He says two more things before he dies. In verse 59, it says, While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, just as Jesus had prayed on the cross. Father, into my hands I commit my spirit. So Stephen, even in the midst of this horrible death he was facing, still put his trust in God said, receive my spirit, I commit my life to you. And then as he fell to his knees, as the rocks and the boulders rained down on him, he cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them, just as Jesus on the cross had said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Stephen, full of the love of God in him, forgives his executors, his persecutors, his enemies, In the act of them killing him, just as Jesus had on the cross. It's amazing. And then it finishes by saying, when he'd said this, he fell asleep. John Stott, in his commentary on on, on Acts, quotes F.F. Bruce, who says, What a beautiful, peaceful description of somebody's death in such a horrible situation. And it says that Paul, Saul, a man who was standing looking on, approved of their killing him. But Stephen, this lovely man of God, is is dead. He's, He's killed, murdered by the authorities. And the question is, was his life a waste? Why did God let that happen to him? Well, it's really interesting as we read on through the Acts of the Apostles, because we discover that Stephen's life was anything but a waste. In fact, if you've got your Bibles, I'll I'll read it out anyway, but if you've got your Bibles, if we just read straight on as the beginning of chapter 8, it says that on that day, the day that Stephen died, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. In other words, it was like... It was a bit like in Syria when Assad's troops went into the cities and and, and those who he considered his enemies had to flee and they fled to Lebanon and all around the borders. It was like that. The Christians had to flee Jerusalem. And it goes on, but Saul began to destroy the church. He'd obviously got a taste for it on having seen Stephen stoned to death. Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. And it looks like a defeat. But the amazing thing is, it turns out to be exactly the opposite because Stephen's death and the resulting persecution that broke out afterwards turned out to be the greatest missionary movement in the history of the church. Because all of the Christians up to that time had been confined really in in Jerusalem and and the immediate towns around it. And now as they fled, they went out to all the major cities, to Gaza, to Antioch, to Damascus, to Samaria. And they took the good news of Jesus with them and they started up churches. And the church thrived and grew and spread. It would never have happened but for that persecution. 
That was the first bit of good that God brought out of Stephen's death. And the second thing was that it was transformational in the life of a man called Saul. Because this man, Saul, who was watching as they stoned Stephen to death, who then went on to persecute and imprison men and women Christians for their faith, a a few months later, perhaps, maybe a year later, was on the Damascus road, heading to Damascus to persecute more Christians, when God's power came upon him. And in a blinding flash of light, he was, in fact, he was physically blinded for three days as a result. But he heard the voice of Jesus saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he was, his heart melted, he was converted. And he became Paul the Apostle. Perhaps the the greatest carrier of the good news of Jesus Christ in the history of the church, certainly in the first century. And Paul went on to found churches all over the Greco-Roman Empire and peacefully spread the Christian message across the world. Stephen's death was anything but a waste. It must have looked pointless at the time. But years later, looking back, it had a great effect. And in Acts chapter 22, we won't turn there, but in Acts chapter 22, we read that that moment when Saul was watching Stephen being stoned to death was was really powerful in his life because he recalls it. The time when he'd been a Christian hater. And the witness of Stephen's faith as he died must have had a deep effect on him. So God can bring amazing good out of even the worst situations and in fact Paul the Apostle went on when he wrote to the church in Rome many years later he wrote this in chapter 8 verse 28 he said and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose and I'm sure that one of the things that informed that statement was Stephen's death and, and what God did through that. It's not always easy to see what God can, how God can bring good out of tragedy. I know that Shirley Cameron, who died, last, uh, who died in the last ten days, I know that her faith, her witness, the way that she faced her death with such trust in God and her faith intact was, has been an amazing witness to many, many people. And in that respect, God has brought good out of that. I don't know how God will bring good out of my friend Tom's death. But I only have two choices. I can either blame God and be bitter and twisted and say, why didn't you prevent it? Or I can trust Tom to God and I can believe that Tom is with Jesus now in his heavenly kingdom That one day I will laugh and celebrate with Tom again when I join him. And that in the meantime I can pray that his Christian witness, his faith during his life on earth will continue to be a witness and affect his family and friends and those who knew him in our life on earth now. Those are the two choices. And one choice, the first choice, is a choice of, of darkness, of despair, 
And the second choice is a choice of love and life and truth. It's the Stephen way. It's the Jesus way. It's the Christian way. Amen.